Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Well, it's Friday. You know what time of the week it is. It's time for Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, the one and only Dr. Jay Greenstein. Jay, buddy, it seems like it's been a while since we've been together, but I know it's only been a, a week, probably at the very most. We're <laughs> usually we're usually hours, and we're we're connected, you know. But um, uh, I know. Yeah, I know we've both been really busy this week. I feel like I've been living in front of my computer uh, ten hours a day for the last week, and I know That's things crazy. have got to be crazy for you too. They are, and we're going to see each other in a couple of weeks in Roanoke, right? I uh, have had to cancel Roanoke. Uh, we'll discuss that oh. later. I know Michelle Rose is just, she's just now pinging me saying, what the freak is going on? You know, why are you not there? But I, I got to do it. Uh, and then I had to pick up Colorado. Uh, so oh, okay. we'll, we'll be with each other, um, Wisconsin, I believe, coming up. Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Then Cairo Congress, Cairo Congress, Cairo Congress that's Hawaii. Right. Yeah, right. right. That's in a whole separate category for me. You know, Cairo Congress <laughs> is a my biggest event, and uh, so um, I put it in a different different category altogether. We got a guest today. I I just was looking at Tim uh, to find out a little bit more about him, and uh, he tells me he knows you. So why don't you take over, introduce Tim, and let's get started with the podcast. It is my pleasure. So Tim has been working with my company now for, God, probably a year and a half, two years. Um, luckily, we found Tim. We were looking for an SEO expert. I had hired somebody, Brad, you'll laugh. I had hired somebody to do some SEO work for me. The guy had no idea what he was doing. I didn't tell Kat. I just like, oh, I got this guy. He's going to help us, blah, blah, blah. So I hired this person. They completely screwed up my website, completely screwed up our SEO. And Kat's like, you are never allowed to hire anybody ever again. And so she found Tim and Tim has been a godsend. In fact, I've referred multiple people to him. I just referred him to somebody else yesterday again. Um, he, he's doing amazing work for us. Uh, and so Tim, it's great to have you on the show. I wanted to kind of get you and your brand out there so that people could learn about your business and reach out to you because Everybody needs your help. I mean, like this whole SEO thing is complicated and people need your help. So thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, of course. No, I, thank you for the kind words. It's been a pleasure to work with you. Yeah, I can't believe it's been that long. But I, think, I know, yeah, right? I think you're right. Um, but yeah, it's just been an absolute joy of a ride so far. And we're excited to see where it continues to go. Awesome. Well, Tim, we have a group of entrepreneurs, chiropractors, other businesses in the healthcare industry that, that follow our show and our listeners. I would love for you to, um, to start off just by sharing a little bit about your background. Like, how did you get into SEO and how did you become this expert that you are? And then also share with the audience, like why this is so critical for their businesses. Hey, sure, Jay, yeah. let's start out and explain what an SEO, we may have members of the audience that doesn't even know what SEO is. Good Tim. point, Brad, good point, yep. <laughs> yeah. <Tim. laughs> sure. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. It's all about getting your website found as much and as high up in the search results as possible throughout Google and being in everywhere else. So optimizing your website so that when somebody types in chiropractor near me or whatever those terms are, your business is the one that people click on and find. Um, 
But yeah, so I guess jumping way back, I've been doing SEO for probably 10, maybe more years than that. It seems like forever. So it has changed so much over that landscape or, or that time frame. Um, I started, I actually started a business with my brother and we were selling, it was a local motorcycle repair shop. So this is when I was in school. I was in school for marketing. We like found this shop and started it, but like the leads totally dried up. So I had, I kind of went through the same thing. Like, okay, we need help. And we looked to hire somebody. It didn't work. And, and we were really limited on budget. And so it was like, okay, I just have to dive in and learn this. And in a meaningful way. And so, yeah, a lot of trial and error that year and couple years, but uh, was able to just kind of teaching myself honestly through throughout school as well. Um, what do we need to do so that when somebody searches, I need a motorcycle repair man or motorcycle repair South Jordan or Sandy or the cities around me, we were found. And um, yeah, our ranking shot up. We were able to then turn that into an e-commerce store where we were getting and parting out motorcycle parts and then selling them on our website and eBay and doing all sorts of e-commerce SEO as well. And, uh, you know, later sold that business and started an agency. And I've worked in so many different landscapes, but really it's, it's the local SEO side of things. It's the local service businesses and if you're not familiar that type of seo is very different than like general national seo there are so many different steps and, and different ways to build backlinks or structure your pages and do internal linking and all this sort sorts of stuff that it's just not the same for a national brand uh if you want those local searches so Tim, like you're, you're mentioning some things and I, I kind of want to dive deep here because I think the, the devil is in the details here and I think we're going to help a lot of people by learning maybe some of those top two to three strategies that they need to be thinking about on a regular basis. And audience, listen, you know, we'll give you all of Tim's information so you can reach out to him at the end. So don't fret it. You don't have to become an expert from this, uh, from this podcast, but I want you to start thinking about these things because they are critically important for your business, like how we've learned. Uh, thanks, Tim. So, Tim, what are those top two to three strategies that people have to be thinking about for local SEO? I would say number one is like your on-site content. So generally, depending on the tools that you use, there's a few SEO tools out there, but you have an authority score of your website. It's, it's usually somewhere zero to 100, and it's a score. A, Google doesn't assign these scores, um, but you're assigned an authority level. Um, but what Google does is it knows and it wants to give preference more to like a relevant website. And it doesn't matter if there's a super massive authoritative website. Of course, that helps. And of course, we always try to do that for every client. But if you build and structure your on-site SEO in the right way uh, for your local, so that's your title tags, you're including your city names, you're writing copy that's all about your location, that's specific to your location. You're not talking about maybe chiropractic work generally, but what are some trends locally that it's, it, you know, that chiropractors are focusing on? Um, and, and so structuring your page in that way so you can tell Google, hey, I know we don't have a high authoritative site, but we're a local presence. We are in this place. And so Google will give preference to your site. And oftentimes you'll outrank some pretty big players. 
Cool. So what are some other strategies as well? That was one. What are some other strategies? Sure. So so it would be on-site strategy. And then, yeah, the, the way that you go about building backlinks is another re- really important one. It's all about relevance. It's not about, um, you know, trying to get on all these different websites everywhere. You want to build, you know, maybe your city commerce and, and different local city uh, resources or, or news outlets that are local to you and building backlinks there have big, big impact. I'm assuming it's a totally different strategy uh, when you talk about a national presence, correct? It's it's all similar, but yeah, it's you're maybe comparing a fruit to a fruit, but it's really apples and oranges to some degree. You still want to build backlinks, you still want to write and structure your on-site, you know, scheme and everything properly, but it's all about the it's all about really telling Google you're not just a chiropractor you are a chiropractor in this city and everything that you talk about talks about that. You know I think again we we may have some audience m- members that don't quite understand when we're talking about backlinks and you're really talking about meta tags and things that sit in the HTML the programmatic code of a website that web crawlers uh, run across and list your information on a, a search engine like Google. And uh, and how those uh, crawlers see that information is really important. And that's, that's basically what you're saying here for those that are not savvy about how websites work and, and those pieces. There, 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 there are codes to it. Uh, it. It is not just this magical place in the cloud that uh, the website fairies live and go to. There really is hard coding back behind uh, those images and those pictures and the way that they're displayed. Exactly right, yeah. It's what you're telling Google this website is about you're, you're explaining it to Google who doesn't have eyes. All it can do is crawl all these little codes that are on your website. And uh, so it's just structuring that in the right way. Yeah. And in Brad's, you know, in the spirit of what Brad was talking about, like, can you explain what a backlink is to our audience? Because some people may not know. Sure. Yeah, so a backlink is a link to your website from another website. So basically it'd be your local newspaper. You write up an article about chiropractic work and inside that article is a hyperlink that somebody can click on that would take you to, you know, your own business website. So you'd have to get that article posted on somebody else's site in order for that backlink to have value for you, correct? Correct. So you just sent us, Kat and I, five different articles that you got posted uh, on different people's websites back to one of our practices. So I'm, I'm seeing this in real time. I mean, Tim, you do this on a regular basis. And clearly, the work that you do works well. What are some other really important steps that you know our audience can take to, to create the website that's going to drive SEO, that's going to bring them more new patients? Yeah, as far as like website creation, it's Google has released something. It's been around for a year or more now, but it's becoming more of a ranking factor. It's called Core Web Vitals. And it's just how fast does your page load? How fast does it load on mobile? How long does it take until elements on your website become clickable? And so without getting into all the technical details, it's just about building a website that's fast and really easy for Google to crawl. And some page builders out there that make it really easy like Wix or some of these other tools, it's really easy to use, but it can, it can hamper the crawlability of your website. And so just making sure that your website is as clean and fast loading 
as possible. Um, I mean, and then of course we can talk about maybe, you know, we'll get into it, but Google My Business optimization on a local level and just really making your website and your Google business profile play well together for local businesses is just a must. Like it, you have to be doing that because how high up and how much authority Google gives to those, you know, location listings. You know, Jay, we're going to take a quick break, but you know, load times is an important thing for my business, dude. And where we load these huge queries, load time um, is life or death uh, in many times. And it, it hooks back to programmatic code of how a big production website like ours runs. We're going to talk a little bit more about that when we get back. You're listening to Tech Talk, Brad Goss, Dr. Jay Greenstein, and our guest, Mr. Tim Jones today. Come on back. With the hot data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. Welcome to Infinity. We have worked hard to create an electronic claims website that is simple and user friendly. This is the public side. You can log into your personal web portal here. This is your dashboard. You can personalize it to your liking here. Our main focus has been to allow you to submit and edit claims as easy as possible. You will find our claims editor and claims processing is simple to use and straightforward. Our quick action bar is where you can find your most important information. Most of these icons will take you directly to the claims the number represents. You can easily view if you have any messages in your inbox of any unread alerts by looking for these blue numbers. To view the rest of our training videos to get the most of your Infinity experience, click this icon. We hope you find this web portal simple and easy to use. Thanks for letting us serve you. Your weekly dose of talk. Get ready. With the data jocks of talk. Starting your weekend outright with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. Welcome back, Tech Talk. We'll get a great conversation going on. And I was telling uh, Tim during the break, we have a lot of people that probably have websites that have had other people build them. Maybe they've used a WIC. And today there are a lot of great tools like WIC out there, sort of that what you see is what you get kind of thing. And it's drag and drop. And they don't ever click that source button on the side and really look at the HTML that's being created or how things load or pieces like that. And I look back last time we did a major complete update of our website and we had horrible load times. And, and I, I mean, we're talking sometimes some of our queries were taking like 40 or 50 seconds to load and 
that's a death signal. You know, back 20 years ago when we first started doing some of this, that nobody really even understood any of that. And the delay seemed natural today. But now if you're waiting more than a few seconds, you're like going, what the freak is wrong? And you keep pressing the <laughs> And that just makes everything worse. And when you get a good set of programmers, they the way they write that code, the way that they write their queries has a lot to do with how fast and and I'm not much of a programmer, but were you talking about leaving that code open and those kind of things, trying to close that code to make sure that it does have that endpoint where it loads relatively fast? What would you say today is a is a slow time for a loading of a page that people tolerate? That's a fantastic question. So the Google rule of thumb is really three seconds or less. So three seconds or less. Personally, I think three seconds is pretty long. Um, I try to I try to beat that, right? And I don't know, you, you mentioned it, but I do the same thing. If it just doesn't load, I'll bounce off the page. And so yep. the bounce rate is, you know, if you don't know, is like how long somebody or, you know, what percentage of people actually click to another page on your website? Do they scroll? Do they read? Do they click in? Or do they just come and leave? And so a high bounce rate, one of the best ways to fix that is to get a page loading speed three seconds at least or less. One second. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you know, we've got some big old queries and, and what we've done is now restricted the amount of data that can load. Uh, we've played a lot of games trying to do that. My favorite is I've got some great little GIF animations that jump up, you know, and have some funny comments about the load time just to distract people's mind. So they don't, <laughs> they're not sitting there counting, you know, and hitting the mouse over and over because that's just a disaster waiting to happen in that and uh, i don't know jay have you been having any of those issues in your new product is it super lightning fast no i mean uh well i mean on the provider side yeah like our our provider side is really really fast we don't have any of those issues thank god and since tim's taken over our kaizo health website uh it's been night and day we were on like the 20th page of search for google because of the kind of the big faux pas that cat will never let me live down ever again <laughs> in my life. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were able to, you know, improve the functionality of the website and definitely improve our SEO dramatically. So thank goodness. And we, we actually even have video on our homepage, which, you know, there's, there's some controversy around that, whether or not that you know, negatively impacts SEO or not. But um, so far for us, it has not been a problem. And Tim, feel free to comment about, you know, our page, what you learned about our page and some of the things you did in order to fix our results. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we took that on, it was quite, it, there, there was quite a mess, if I'm being honest. <laughs> there were so many pages that just had like the actual HTML code displaying, like it wasn't looking great. The page load speed was so wrong. There were so many different plugins and stuff they were using. So just certain elements would load, but you'd still see like the little load bar at the top. And so, yeah, we really rebuilt from the ground up. Honestly, we focused all on speed and like experience, making sure that the, the when they landed, it was a relevant uh, landing page, I guess, for, for all the search terms and stuff that we were going after. Um, and we have installed, yeah, so to talk about the video, we do have video on the homepage. I think it looks great. I think it was really inviting and it's shown in some of the analytics that it responds and captures interest. And we just really 
you know, utilize caching and different things that some technical stuff, but um, to really make sure, because we do pass that three second load, uh, you know, on your website, and which is why we jump from, I don't even know where, the abyss of Google into, <laughs> you know, the first page results across on so many different search terms. You know, Brad, we also had him build our Kaizo X website. We just finished that. So that's our personal training and sports performance business. And he did a phenomenal job. Like this other web developer that we used, it was a train wreck. It was terrible. And Tim just like completely turned that around as well. And I think really the lesson that I want people to learn from this is that sometimes you literally just have to bite the bullet. You've got to recognize that a mistake has been made. Maybe you picked the wrong developer, the wrong agency, the wrong firm. When you find somebody who actually knows how to do it the right way, just do it, make, you know, bite the bullet, make the investment because in the short end, especially the long run, it's going to be worth it for your business. And that's literally like we've experienced that. And we, we've got Tim working on some other special projects for us and it's just been, it's been great. And, and, and I know, listen, and for the audience out there, I know how hard it is because the vast majority of people out there are just not trustworthy. They say they know something and then they don't. And the, the great asset that I have, as you know, Brad, and as you know, Tim, is Kat. Because Kat learns as she goes along. So she can now, she's got her bullshit sensor is so good because she's learned so much through this process that she's able to know like who she can trust and who she can't. And you know, she talks about Tim all the time. It's like, you know, I trust him. If he says something that we need to do, we just do it now. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know, there are a lot of people out there because there's all these easy to use tools, WordPress, Wix. There, there are a bunch of those out there and people are making a living off of people that just don't really understand it. And I'm sure we've got those in their audience, right. our audience. And that's why I'm trying to get Tim to explain in greater detail so they don't get taken by that. And there's a place for Wick and WordPress in my eyes. I, you know, I do a little of it myself because nobody really cares about the websites and I just, I put them out there and it's easy to do. Uh, but I do know from all of the developers that we have on team, building the correct website is tons of work. It takes lots of development. It takes a lot of thought process and planning to do it correctly. And um, so I have great respect for people that can do that. Tim, I may have to shout at you about SEO stuff because we, we took our website and split it and created a content management front end that's mainly straight up marketing uh, today from our production side, just so people would have a much more pleasant experience, try to get in and find some marketing. Man, I ran the company for 12 years, 15 years without any online marketing. It was just a cold, hard production site for our clients to go to. Uh, you know, that that's just today. If you're in business, you have to have a presence on a website. It has to be good. And you constantly have to redo that to keep the content fresh, to keep the look fresh and keep people's attention. I believe that fully. Yeah, Tim, I am really curious about your thoughts on these companies that put out these these templated websites. And I, I see people buying them all the time and they look like crap. And I have no idea what their SEO is or how much they're spending on their digital marketing, but I, I would love to hear your thoughts on these companies that basically sell the same templated website to every other chiropractor. Can you share your thoughts on that? Sure. Yeah. So it's so, it's so hard. It's frustrating because sometimes, yeah, SEOs out there just give us a bad rap because they, you know, 
they sell it's almost like they sell snake oil frankly and they're like we can do this and we can you know you'll get rankings tomorrow and we'll build backlinks in a beautiful website and then you get it and you realize it's like nothing it's not it it's no different than anybody else and i guess what i would say to answer that is google is all about are you unique why would i show your website to somebody else and if your website is the same as the 99 out there it's going to be really hard for you to show google that you should show mine in front of xyz competitor but if you like curate that experience in a really high fidelity meaningful way where when somebody comes they feel different than what they've seen everywhere else that they've shopped they stay longer they engage longer Google is so smart nowadays that it sees those metrics. It knows how people are clicking through. Like somebody clicking through to multiple pages of your website is a big factor. And so if your website experience is just poor, yeah, that you're, you're just playing, fighting an uphill battle. But you know, Google and Meta have come out with tons of analytical tools in the last five or six years to help you understand some of those rankings, where to put it, what, what kind of audience that you have. I was actually looking for Tech Talk and had contacted Meta trying to get some true numbers of what kind of audience that we have out there. What, What is the demographics of them? And I was pretty shocked with all of the tools that they offer for analytics, for SEO, for ad campaigns and things today is very sophisticated. It is. I mean, it gets down. I mean, we're talking about in some instances like just milliseconds of page loading speed and Google knows that and and what how many words are on this page and how many synonyms of, are on that page and how many backlinks and how, what's the percentage of people who just bounce away and you know there's just so many different analytics that you can look at to, it can get you know it, if you're trying to do it for yourself it can get so hard and confusing like you'll go through the a steep steep learning curve just like I did when I started and anybody else who tries to dive in, it's just a whole world of that, you know, it, that's why I really enjoy and love what I do because you're not, I'm not just, I'm not learning for you. You're getting access to, you know, I work with UJ of course, and, and a lot of people that you've referred over. And so I have these case studies from all these different geos and that I, you know, can just put to work right away. There's, there's no like steep, steep learning curve, if that makes sense. You don't yeah, have to worry like, about you, all that. Yeah, and like, you know, you, you want to bring on an expert that knows their craft. It's like, if you're a chiropractor and, 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 and you're thinking about your craft and you want people to come to you, they come to you because you're great at what you do. Well, why, why does somebody think they can spend $3 for an SEO expert? Like, you're going to get $3 worth of crap right? And yeah. not that it has to be crazy expensive because you're extremely reasonable, but the value that you create to him is just, is remarkable. Um, I'm, I'm curious also to know a little bit about, um, you know, your thoughts on um, other, other mistakes that you see people making just in the digital marketing space, period. Because I know it's a, it's, it's, you know, there's paid ads, there's organic, there's SEO, those things are all different. So yeah. like what what in your mind um, are, are mistakes that that people are making and, and what can they do to fix those mistakes as soon as possible? <laughs> that's a that's a deep well. Where, which, where should I pull from? <laughs> Whatever yeah, comes to mind. I, I get I get a lot of just all sorts of different stuff. Um, 
one like recently is is Google Pay Per Click specifically. So as you're starting out, it, SEO, if you don't know, it really does take time. It can take, you know, a number of months where I like to tell a lot of my clients, it's like building your credit score, right? It, you can't just go open all these loans and credit cards and expect to have an 800 score tomorrow. It's it's about making your payments on time and in, oh, month over month making the right steps. And so as you're, you're kind of starting that or you don't have that, a lot of people are like, we need leads tomorrow. And they just jump right into Google Pay Per Click because that's more bottom of the funnel people searching right now. And... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, I guess, uh, campaign types that Google just allows you to start right away. Smart campaigns, you can throw money into it and we'll get you leads. And you give Google free reign on what they think people are searching for for your business. And they make it sound so good. And I can't tell you how many accounts I've cleaned up that they're paying for just totally irrelevant clicks. Um, and yeah, like, so one specifically is like for a chiropractic client where they were paying for clicks about like spine surgeon. And that's just, Google thinks that could be somewhat related, but obviously that person is not your client right now, you know? So cleaning stuff like that up and really driving the relevant traffic is one. There's a lot, of course, that, you know, it, it's hard. The, the digital marketing landscape is hard. And, Very and hard. unless you have the experience, yeah, it just can be really tricky to navigate. Yeah. So guys, we're going to take another quick break. It goes by really fast. And Tim, I want to come back and, and talk to you a little bit about that. How do you know when you find the right person? What, what are the things to look for uh, in finding that digital marketing person and digital SEO person? What, what are the traits that we look for? We'll be right back. This is Tech Talk. Come on back. We're talking with Mr. Tim Jones today. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. And Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us and healthcare specifically is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. Spreading the love. You're listening to the tech slot. It's TikTok. So we all feel it. Rent or dining out, gasoline or movies. As a matter of fact, the dollar is not going as far for a whole host of reasons. And it's impacting everybody, regardless of your financial situation. Did you know that 38% of the overall population is having to reconsider how they're spending their money just to afford the healthcare they need? And if you break it down further, 26% have actually delayed the healthcare that they need, including going to see you, the chiropractor. So here's what we need to know about the breakdown in demographics. You would think 
that someone who's making $120,000 or more would be continuing their care right now. But the actual number is 18%. 18% of that group is actually putting off healthcare. And that's a group of people making six figures. When you take that same information all the way down to a group making 40,000, that number is much higher. It's closer to 40%. So it's never been more important than now to make sure you've made it easy for your patients to come see you, that you have choices for them, and you understand what they're going through at home. We wanna make sure your practice thrives during this time, and we encourage you to learn about what Cairo Health USA can do for you and your practice, and making it easy for patients to see you and continue care. to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk it's tech talk What's up, everybody? It's Dr. J here, and I'm with my very good friend, Mr. Brad Cost, and the amazing Tim Jones, our SEO expert for all of our companies. Tim has done an amazing job for us, and we're so excited to have you on today. You've been a wealth of knowledge. Brad, you were talking about something that makes you just want to puke. You literally said that during the break. So <laughs> let's 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 just go there, man. What what makes you literally sick to your stomach? Well, you know, we, we sort of skirted right over it. We talked about digitally replicating websites and selling them to doctor's offices. I see that yep. at almost every conference you and I go to. It's just it's it's just a, a stamp over and over. Well, what's happened is that has carried from the doctor's offices to some of the state associations. And guys, you know, I love the state associations, but do it on your own. Be unique and don't be this copy because what happens is they come to a vendor like me and I get like 15 offers in a row within one week to say, hey, <laughs> would you like to spend $6,000 for this state, this state, or this state, or this state? And there's no way I'm going to do it. I could fund and do your own website for what they're charging me for one ad across 10 states. It's yeah. be unique. If Tim is telling us anything today, it is be unique. Your SEO needs to be unique. Your website needs to be unique. That's how you attract. Even though we're talking about local, local could be a state. And uh, it, I think that's really important. And, and we sort of glossed over that. And I wanted to go back to that, buddy. I love it, man. You're getting all passionate. I love it. It makes I love me want it, to man. I tell you, I, I, get <laughs> enough people, I get enough people in this world asking me for money 
every day, multiple times a day. There are those, yeah. as you know, I want to help and I'll do anything to help them, but don't have the same company ask me 15 times in the same week to help put a simple banner ad on your website. It, be unique, folks. Come on, you're smart. You can do this. Amen, brother. Amen. I love it. So, Tim, I want to ask you about these these aggregate websites, you know, the health grades of the world and the and the WebMD. Sometimes, you know, I'll I'll be searching out a chiropractor because someone needs to go to a different chiropractor in a different state. So I'm trying to help them find a chiropractor. I can't even find their freaking website. Right. I just they show up on health grades or like because I'm trying to get their exact location. I know the name. I just don't know where they are exactly health grades or some other, you know, ZocDoc or some other nonsense. So talk to me about these sites. Should people attach links to them? Should they not? What are your thoughts, Tim? Great question. Um, yeah, I would say make it a resource for you and not against you. And, and there's some ways to do that. Like if you're putting all your eggs in that basket, I mean, that can dry up so fast with all sorts of different competition levels. I've seen some good success, depending on your market, by having these, it, it, they're just prof, uh, social proof, sorry, um, where, yeah, you are listed in all of these directories, you're on health grades, vitals, WebMD, whatever, and so it just is, it's telling Google, yeah, we're everywhere, but if all of your eggs are in that basket, that that's a mistake. You need to continue to build your own online presence, make that resource on those websites. That's Those are great backlinks to come into your website. Um, but just be a resource to funnel kind of people there and not really booking through there. Yep. Got it. Thank and, you. And Tim, those kind of websites can also be detrimental to you too, because those are web crawlers that have crawled across websites, picked up those analytics a lot of time or some resources where they're buying those analytics and it may be old, outdated, or somebody may have filed a complaint or gone to your website and complained. And that kind of thing can show up and be unfair to you as a client. Also, how do you get rid of some of that? If that, if that happens to you? I mean, that's a great question. Yeah, and that, that is probably one of the drawbacks. There's no real clean way to remove negative feedback. There, there's just not. And so it's responding in a meaningful way. Obviously, hopefully none of us, you know, have that really bad client, but it happens and those bad reviews come out. But, you know, as we're putting our best foot forward and whatever practice you're doing, I deal with it. And, um, you know, be honest, do, do well, you know, the best that you can and, and just respond to those in a meaningful way. Yeah, great advice. Do you believe that you should respond to a, to a negative review or something? That's a good question. I mean, that's a great question. I think I could argue both sides. I think it might, it makes sense to respond um, and just say, you know, we really value your feedback. It, it, don't turn it in, don't be aggressive. Value your feedback. We'd love to learn more. Please contact us here. And we've had negative reviews, Brad. It's it, thank God it, it happens very rarely. But when somebody doesn't have the experience that they wanted or that we didn't deliver on, then um, we always respond and we do it in a way where it's like positive. like Tim said, we're not confronting them. It's positive, and we and we actually are truly authentically curious about how we can actually make that experience better for them. And sometimes you've got a loony bin, and that's going to happen. And you just have to. Let that you do the one response. Hey, I'd love to learn more. If they go crazy on you online, you could probably let it go from there. You know, I'm really sorry yeah. we didn't meet your expectations. We wish you the best of luck in the future. We've only had That's one all. negative. We've only had one negative, and um, you know, I did that. I'm I'm a believer, Tim. I fall in the camp of you should respond, just like Jay said. You you need to find out why and 
secondly, is it real? And the one negative we had, we look, we searched through 15 years worth of record, never had this client. <laughs> you know, it just, it was a, somebody was just uh, out there gaslighting or doing whatever they're doing. And, and I just stated that online, you know, I'm sorry if this is wrong, please call me on my personal number and we will do whatever we need to do to make it right because that's what we want. Well, then a lot of my great clients jumped in and started saying all these positive things. So it grew into a great posting marketing experience. So I, I, right now I fall in the camp. You should always respond. But as Jay said, in a very positive, uh, inspiring way that says, if that's not the experience you had, I want to make it better and we'll do whatever we need to do to make it better. Amen. For sure. Yeah. So Brad, I know you wanted to ask one last question here. Let's, let's talk about Tim. We're going to jump back just a little bit in the conversation. I, we know that you are a great expert and I'd refer anybody that I could to you, but we know that you can't take care of every doctor, or every, every business in America. How do you go about finding an expert like you? How do you know that you're not getting some cookie cutter kind of uh, $10 SEO expert? Um, and, and literally they're out there. I get, I get those emails every day of somebody wanting to help me with my SEO or rebuild my website and they have no earthly idea. Um, they just have bought my name on some list. How do you go about finding an expert like you, Tim? It's a great question. I, I would say they need to have a portfolio. They need to be able to show you that they've done the work in this space and and like for me for a lot of clients you know in our initial call i'll be like you just look for kaizo health the fairfax or land wherever and, and you know or a bunch of other clients where people can actually type in see the results see where the placements are all, you know all of these things so having a portfolio being able to say that they've actually done it if they kind of scoot around that that's an obvious red flag um, it should be really easy to show their results and then, you know, I think a part of just gut check, gut feeling, you can know you can trust them. They feel good. That's not, you know, I, I, I hate to say it. I, it's hard for me because I'm just like honest to a fault almost. I'll just shoot you straight. If I don't know something, I'll tell you, I'll figure it out. Or if there's sometimes the metrics don't always look great and I'll just share those metrics and the plan to move forward. I'm not like doctoring up and always saying, oh, promising the world it's tough and even experts like me who've been in it a lot it takes time to kind of figure out they're not just like automatic wins um but i'm honest all along the way and and uh share that with my clients so and again once you get started it's something you got to continuously do se can change at any time right i mean especially when you're talking about backlinks, especially when you're talking about demographics of a, of a audience and something like that, it's always changing. Well, it is. And Google's constantly releasing new updates, right? They're all, it's all, all new algorithm update. Everybody hold your breath. What's going to happen. So if you're doing it right all along the way, those things should take care of themselves and you don't really get dinged. If you get dinged by one of those, it's obvious something, you know, was a miss in your strategy from the beginning. I think these are really important points. You know, it takes time to build your SEO. It, it takes time to see the results. 
you want, if, you know, in the spirit of trying to find somebody who is, is going to do a great job for you, like Tim, you told us from the very beginning, like this is, you're not going to get an immediate result here. This is going to take you some time. This is going to be your investment. You know, th these are the KPIs we're going to be looking at. I and mean, he's very upfront, you know, very transparent about what to expect. And also knowing that it's not a perfect science. It's not predictable because we're not in control of Google's algorithm. And if somebody's going to share all those things with you, you probably have a good chance of having success with that individual. But if they're just snowing you, like like Tim, you said, it's a gut check, right? You can kind of feel it, you know it, um, especially if they can't produce that portfolio. So we're, we're running short on time here, Tim, but I'm going to ask you another question that maybe it's a little off, but browsers. We have tons of browsers available to us today as an Apple user, a, a, you know, a regular PC kind of user. What browser do you think is the, the best uh, for doing searches, looking at things? What browser do you recommend? That's a good, I use Google Chrome personally, if that answers anything. Google Chrome's what I use. I know there's so many arguments out there. Somebody would be like, no way, but that's what I use. Yeah. What about you, Jay? What are you, are you a Google Chrome? I, I use Google Chrome on my, on my computer and I use Safari on my phone because I have an iPhone. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I use. You talk to programmers, many of mine hate Chrome. <laughs> just because they change so freaking often, you know, you try to build to a browser and you run it through their testing cycles and, and they change it next week. And uh, yeah. they, hate, they hate that aspect of it. Yeah. Hey, I got one other question really quick, Tim. You know, generative AI is, is taking over the planet. I mean, it's everywhere, right? Where do you see generative AI fitting in with SEO? What does that look like for the next, you know, one to three years? That's, yeah. Let, let's start a new episode on that whole debate. <laughs> All right, we'll bring there, you back. There is so much there, but I honestly, like, I think, I think we're all still learning. The SEO world generally, we're still learning what it's going to do. But to go back to kind of the overall message, it can be an amazing tool, but make it unique to you. So if you're creating content through AI, you need to put your stamp of approval on it. Don't just let it, don't let your website become AI. Let your website be supported by AI, but uniquely your brand and your voice. And if you do that, I think you'll be fine. That's a That's great, a great answer. point. That is a great answer. All right, Tim, listen, uh, we appreciate you being here today. It's been very, very uh, thoughtful and a great experience. I've learned a lot today. Matter of fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up a time to talk with you and my team and, and see what you can do for us also. Jay, buddy, yes, it's that time of the week. We got to talk a little bit about college football. Yep, college football. Yeah, they're trying. <laughs> so, drum roll. Yes. Number four in the nation, your boys are doing well. Yeah, I mean, that game last week against Notre Dame, sorry, Joey Coleman. <laughs> in fact, I just saw Joey and I, we were texting back and forth during the game, so it was fine, but uh, I didn't give him any shit for it. But but yeah, I mean, like that was an amazing game. I mean, they were lucky to win, but they they, they stuck in there. They were resilient. That's what I wanted to see. And it's great for the quarterback for, for his confidence. We play Maryland this week in Columbus. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a tough game. We barely beat them last year, so that's going to be a tough game. Who do you guys play this week? Kansas State. I, you know what? I, I've almost, I'm almost depressed. I, um, I just don't know what happened. What's, it, what's the record this year? Uh, we've what's lost the record last, this year? two and two. 
and yeah, you know, I'm not quite sure. I have great respect for Gundy as a head coach. You know, he's, he is the perfect cowboy coach. He was a successful yeah. quarterback. He, you know, he threw to Barry Sanders. I mean, he was an amazing quarterback and he gets it and he understands it. A lot of coaches don't do that, but he's got three quarterbacks. And until last week, he was still playing three quarterbacks every game. And it's like, he can't, it's a problem. And in my opinion, he chose the wrong quarterback. His son mm. is the best quarterback this year out of the three that I've been watching for the first two games. He is the best. And I just don't know if that's political, that he's afraid to start his son. I, I just don't know, but we got to make a change. And we may have an assistant coach or two we need to send to Ohio State again. <laughs> hey, Knowles has not done a great job for us, so I don't know what's going on there. We don't need another one of your assistant coaches. Yeah, he but has last not year, done a good job last for Last year, he was a hero for you. you, you last year, he oh, didn't. He, he, he was okay. He blew games, though. I mean, they got blown out against you know Michigan in the second half, and that was a train wreck. That was a train wreck. I'm I'm actually disappointed. I thought he would do much better in his second year, and it hasn't been great. But you know, yeah. we'll see what happens. You know, I got a call with Joey tomorrow. I I'm glad you brought that up. So I've got to I've got to tease him a little bit tomorrow <laughs> about that loss. Yeah, he's passionate. Definitely. He's as passionate as you and I are about our team. I know he is funny to listen to. You know, he was the best. We were doing a call with, you know, Jenna and Manal and Ushna, and um, I had to jump for this, you know, for the podcast. But I was thinking we should get him on prior to the playoff season so that we can yeah. do a college football reunion with him. That would be great. Yeah, that would be. And we've probably got another guest or two that's been showed a lot of a lot of uh, football intuition about it and loves it just like we do. And uh, I think yeah. that'd be a fun time to do. And uh, totally. we, we need to do that. We'll yeah, do we need to do that. Yep. Well, Tim, again, thank you for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, I look forward to maybe another another podcast talking about AI, how you see it from your perspective, because Jay and I have been talking about AI now for the last year in our lectures. And people are genuinely interested in AI and what it is going to do in healthcare. If you've never sat through one of Jay's class, you need to find a time and go sit in on one of his AI classes and how to use AI. He does an amazing job. And then, buddy, Thanks, the buddy. last thing I want to say before the podcast is over uh, is happy birthday. I, I know you're 39. Thank you, my friend. As one of my best friends, dude, I wish you the very best. And I think you've got an amazing year coming up. Sure. I'm rooting Thank for you. you, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. that. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. You bet. From my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, I'm Brad Cost. Have a good day. See y'all.